All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey guys, I'm so excited for this podcast episode. I have my good friend Maddie here. We are going to be diving into, for actually both of us, why talk therapy didn't work, what Maddie does for a living, and that she's been so committed to this kind of work to help people come out of stress, come out of anxiety, deal with trauma, and many other things that we're going to discuss during this episode. For somebody like myself who has experienced well, I think we all have trauma to some degree, but had trauma that was really affecting me in so many areas of my life, physically, emotionally, spiritually, had me stuck even just two years ago when we went through, I won't even say that time, but that time in everyone's life where you know there was a lot of uncertainty. So I'm really excited to have Maddie here because I feel if you're building your business or you are feeling that massive overwhelm and that anxiety, it can turn into a debilitating state. So we don't want that to happen. And without further ado, Maddie, thanks for joining me today. It's my great honor and pleasure to be here. And this is a very important topic that I'm super passionate about. So tell me a little background story so the listeners can get to know you first. Sure, I'd be happy to. So some of you may notice I have a little accent. I'm actually from Eastern Europe and I moved here in 97. And basically I'll be honest, I had to escape because I had multi-generational trauma in my family from violence, addictions, trauma. And you know, my in my family, there was abuse severe abuse, all kinds of abuse. And then also, uh, of course, when you you experience something that, that, right, it affects all your relationships. And, and I became very much overachiever and I was great. I was an honor student, almost great when we came to relationship. And I think I was already born anxious because my mom never dealt with her trauma. Mm. So basically, in uh, I met an American, he was on vacation in 96 in Slovenia. And then we started corresponding. And I guess I just took a huge leap of faith. And when I'm looking back, wow, you know, I moved. That's a huge here, leap of faith. <laughs> right? But I knew that I have to do something because I, otherwise, I don't know if I would be here. I mean, I was suicidal. And at that time, I was not going to therapy. But so when I moved here with my ex-husband, right? And two months later, I found out the same pattern, right? When we don't deal with patterns, they keep repeating themselves. But so after two months, I knew this marriage 
it's terrible. And I went through it, got my green card, but then I det- I was determined. This was really my wake up call mm. to, to really start working on myself. And I really embraced the spiritual journey and I started studying, you know, meditation and all kinds of different healing and alternative practices. And I always, always wanted to help people. I mean, even back home, I was, I was a counselor. I was a teacher. I was director of educational programs. And I moved here. I didn't want to teach. So I went back to school and I got my degree in marriage and family therapy. I had this idea I'm going to be working with couples, but <laughs> oh no, I had this beautiful idea. I'm going to have this nice office, work with couples. And soon I realized being a trauma survivor and dealing with people who are screaming at each other in the sessions. Mm-hmm. No. And I work with also, I mean, it's been challenging because with trauma, you know, as you may relate, we have a lot of fears and we don't feel confident. We don't trust people. So I had to overcome a lot of that. And even though talk therapy was helpful in a sense that, you know, there were a lot of compassionate therapists that I finally got it. It was not my fault. What happened that I'm not this horrible person, whatever self-image I had. Right. But I see how it affected my business because let's say that somebody was rude to me in a a networking meeting, I would not go back. Right. Because it really triggered me, my trauma response. And there were some other situations. But when I was working with a business coach, I finally realized that this is what I really want to do. I want to give back and I want to help other people to heal right? So they don't have to repeat the journey, like in your journey, right? You help other coaches to develop marketing and to create their business, right? For me, it was also to help people not to have to go through 25 years of not getting results from talk therapy, but really spend a lot of time training in different modalities. And I think that, so this is one specialty is helping people with basically what we call complex PTSD, which is very different from what we call one event PTSD, when let's say somebody was in a car accident. But one is years and years and years of abuse and different people. For example, I did EMDR also, which is the gold rule, but I'm finding out a lot of my clients who have complex PTSD really didn't benefit from this. So instead, what I finally helped me was hypnosis and this is probably my best tool is basically combining hypnosis with relaxation techniques and cognitive behavioral therapy, because cognitive behavioral therapy still has some value because we need to understand, right, how our thoughts and beliefs, which create chemical reactions, right, in our body that yeah. manifest as sensations or emotions, right, how we can shift that by going to the root causes, right, and not just because I think People who come in with, let's say, anxiety, depression, they may not have the same root causes, right? And I also feel that also embraced embraced natural healing because I had a journey with medication, right? And I think that medication can be helpful sometimes, but it's like a Band-Aid, right? And it doesn't really address why I am who I am. I love that. I mean, I think that you covered so many. I want to even just go back to when you were talking about anxiety and depression for somebody without complex 
PTSD. Can you talk about the complex PTSD to a single event? Because I think there are a lot of people out there that may not be succeeding in the therapies that they're doing, and they don't realize that maybe they have this complex PTSD. Right. So complex PTSD is right now not officially recognized, for example, in Diagnostic Statistic Manual, right? And I really want you to understand why I'm not getting better, right? Why is EMDR even not helping? So when I started researching, I started researching more on childhood abuse and trauma, right? So complex PTSD in most cases refers to childhood abuse, trauma, neglect, right? And along with that also goes attachment theory, right? According to attachment theory, right? We have different attachment styles. One is secure attachment, which is what we are striving for, right? And I was looking at statistics, like it's about half of the people develop secure attachment with their parents, right? So that they feel safe, they feel validated, they feel confident, right? But a lot of people develop either anxious attachment style, which looks like okay, I become very needy and I latch on people and I get very anxious when they don't call me back. Yeah, right. I can identify with that one, I think. Yeah, that was me. That was me. I would be always like, why he doesn't call looking me? For, I'd be like looking for family members in the people that I had relationships, like wanted, I, I would attach to boyfriends and it would feel like right away I was in love with you. Right away I thought right. we should be together. Instant chemistry. Yes. And I think what also happens with complex PTSD, right? That it happened to me that sometimes you don't know because boundaries were violated so many times. We yeah. In my case, family, close family members, right? Basically my mom and my uncle, I was sexually abused by my uncle when I was 10 years old. And then my other uncle was an alcoholic would come just out of the blue and bang on the door. And so all my life, I never felt safe, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the other point to this is that we attach to what we know, right? So if we grew up with abuse, and I'm not gonna say consciously, right? But on a subconscious level, we get attracted to people who remind us about parents. And actually that's another theory, it's called Imago, which basically says that we attract people in our life, and that could be even friends, not just romantic partners, right? That remind us about our caregivers, whether they're positive traits or negative traits, right? So that's another big theory. But going back to what I was saying, right? We don't understand sometimes that maybe it's a red flag, it's a warning sign. And it's not like, you know, this person is great and I'm so much in love, right? So sometimes, when you experience that kind of trauma early in life, right? We don't have any role model. What is a healthy relationship? We live in fear. We are not safe, right? So then we don't know, right? So that's an anxious attachment style, right? And the other one is avoidant when people just say, okay, people are not safe. I am just gonna not meet people. I think I did that too, because there is a part where I think when you don't feel safe in relationships, it's very easy to cut the cord with somebody and just and just avoid people. Um, right. and almost become like completely introverted because right. you're scared to be around relationships and you're scared to interact and get hurt. 
absolutely. And you know, sometimes these are like three, three styles, but they can vary. And, and what we do, right? Obviously in therapy, I am the one, if they have nobody else as a therapist, I am the secure attachment figure, right? Or they can develop secure attachments with their friends. So that's how we can overcome that and develop healthier relationships. But I think at the core of all this complex PTSD is that we need to change and, and reprogram those yeah. beliefs that we have. And we need to detach. We need to cut off that emotional attachment to the events, right? And that's why talk therapy is not enough because I'm sure you know, we have the rational, the conscious brain, yeah. right? Which is short-term memory only works by five senses, but then everything else I use analogy of uh, iceberg, right? Rational mind is only a small part and everything else that is under is subconscious mind. And that's where we have all the experiences and all the beliefs, right? So with, I know that sometimes affirmations help to some extent, but I always tell my clients, right? That if you, it's too much disconnect how you feel now and how you wanna feel, right? The subconscious mind always wins, is always stronger. So for example, that's why what I call mental rehearsal when we using conscious mind, right? It's not as helpful. I mean, it can take a long time. That's what I mean to say, right? It can take long time for people to start changing these beliefs. And many of my clients are really frustrated because they say, but I've been doing these affirmations for so long and I'm not getting anywhere. Let's say when I see the person that betrayed me, I just, it's just like you push a button and I have a reaction, yeah. right? So I think that's why hypnosis is so much faster because we are able to basically go right in and we basically take out the critical factor or logical mind. And also, as we probably know, the subconscious mind doesn't use logical language. It works with metaphors, it works with images, right? And so that's why I think it's so important to, to figure out what I'm saying to myself that's making me anxious, mm -hmm. right? And if you take a business, right? Somebody who has a lot of anxiety or depression or trauma in this emotional states, right? When you're in survival mode. You're going to end up in burnout and every right. task that you're trying to do becomes just, oh, it becomes like procrastinating. I think you just end up going in our circles and then the circles. anxiety gets worse and worse. Yeah. And also, I think when we get older, right? Because you have had one trauma and you have another trauma or stress that we've been all going through right now for the last two, three years with COVID and now, for example, the war in Europe really triggered me too. And a lot of my clients, I have clients, I work with clients in New York and Florida. So a lot of clients there are also European or even Ukrainian, right? So I think that definitely anxiety disorders are huge. So when somebody is starting to create a business, right? And you feel anxious all the time, you doubt yourself, you get yeah. discouraged quickly, right? That's all creates barriers. So I think I always say in business, what's really important is the mindset, right? Then is the clarity, what do I want to accomplish? And then taking action, 
right? So people who are constantly anxious, they may not have clarity, they may not take action because maybe they're too anxious or they may even get panic yeah. attack and they don't do the things that they know that are gonna help them to bring business to the next level. What would be, so for somebody that maybe doesn't have somebody like you right at their fingertips, what could be something as a takeaway that a person can do in their own home? There's a lot of things. Anxiety. Yeah. For example, I teach a lot of very simple techniques. I also have a YouTube channel, right? And I, I teach my clients like grounding skills, right? I mean, I can just tell you like some simple examples, right? I mean, I would always say exercise is very important, right? Because if you're anxious, you have that excess energy. So if you don't want to go to the gym, right? You can do lounges at home. You can do yoga. I do yoga every day right? To work with the physical body, with sensations, right? Then we need to work with our thoughts and our beliefs. And again, I would always, when I work with clients, right? I would have them write a journal to track their emotions and have them write down what thoughts and what beliefs created this emotion of anxiety. Maybe I'm not good enough. You know, I'm never gonna be successful in my business. There is so much competition and you see yourself very small, right? So it's very important, the language and, you know, in hypnosis, we use hypnotic language, which is even better, <laughs> right? In NLP, for example, neurolinguistic programming, right? I also use neurolinguistic programming to really go, what words are you using? Are you saying, you know, I can't do this. This is so hard, you know, or do you say, you know, this is a great opportunity to me to learn some new skills, yeah. right? And, and really reframe this, right? And I find that a lot of clients are catastrophizing about the future. So it is unpredictable world, but I think that I will say that most things that we worry about don't happen or they don't happen to the extent that we worry about, right? I mean, it can be challenging, but I think the key thing is to me to establish daily habits, right? So I teach my clients, for example, I do, as soon as I get up, I would take shower and then I would do my stretching and do my meditation and breathing. And then I'm gonna do my gratitude practice. Right. So that could be very simple things. Exercising, eating right, that's your expertise. I mean, <laughs> one thing was drinking coffee was so bad for me. And finally I found a coffee that's like, what is it called? With mushroom. And that yeah. was help. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I tried to give up coffee. I saw a functional medicine practitioner and they were like, maybe it's the mold in the coffee. So I went to a mold-free coffee. I drink bulletproof coffee. Oh, bulletproof, and, yes. And it was, I have to say, it was a time in my life where I was not a happy person. <laughs> so I keep it to one cup. And yes, that's me it. too. But it's yeah, my me one too. cup where I just enjoy. And that's kind of my special moment that I have in the morning. Right. I do the same. I have one cup in the morning. So, you know, sometimes we cannot be so strict with ourselves, but I really look at the six pillars of health, right? 
when it comes to anxiety or even depression, right? What are you eating? Are you exercising? How is your sleep? How you manage stress, right? Am I using substances? I'm eating junk food or I'm talking to friends. You know, I'm really paying attention to myself. I'm not overburdening myself, right? Maybe I have a spiritual, religious practice. This is also helpful, right? We also need to have fun and socialize, which again, for people like, for me, the best was when I talk to my friends, I get support. Pandemic, a lot of people, right, who are already depressed and anxious, we have difficult times. So how can we be creative, right, and socialize? And hopefully things are getting better right now, right? So this is going to come back. And the last thing is, especially when you get older, right? And let's say I have a lot of clients who are empty nesters, right? What is my sense of purpose? Because a lot of people feel, the kids, what, what I'm going to do now in my life is meaningless. And they, they get depressed or even suicidal because they feel like there's nothing for here for me to do, right? I mean, basically, in my sessions, I use combination of cognitive behavioral therapy, then I also teach them relaxation techniques. And the other favorite technique is tapping. I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with tapping. I love yeah. tapping. I've been doing I, this for probably 15 years now. And it's so easy. Can you explain tapping? Because I think that it's one of those things that you can do in an emergency moment. Right. And it just helps to, what it will actually tell us exactly what it does. Yeah, it's great. So tapping on emotional freedom technique got a name to Gary Craig, who is the founder. And so the premise of this approach is that all the negative emotions or even physical pain, let's say tension, headache, right, is the result of dysregulation. Our energy is dysregulated. The best way I can say, right, it's almost like we get this like knots right? So we need, we need to untie those knots. So when we do tapping, right? Unlike when you go to acupuncture physician, right? They are trained that they know which meridian points to stick these needles in that you get relief. But what's so beautiful about this technique, we don't, as a lay people, we don't need to know even which points we have to manipulate. We just tap on all the points and our body's wisdom, our subconscious mind is going to know to take the benefit, right? So we using um, our fingers. And for example, we use, you know, there's different ways to do it, but basically there is a shortcut that we could just tap on what we hear on the, it's hard to, because we are having the audio, right? Maybe I can also send you the handouts if anybody's interested. But basically we just use your fingers to tap the points on our hands, our fingers, the top of the head or face, right? Between the eyebrows, under the eyes, under the nose, chin, and then it's, it's called the soft spots here, the collarbone point. On the collarbone. Mm-hmm. On the collarbone and then under the arm. And then I always say to clients on a scale one to 10, how anxious you are. Let's say I'm eight. So I'm gonna repeat this until I get down to zero. But if I don't have time to go to zero, I think it's helpful even if you get from eight to let's say four and we feel release, right? So I love this technique. And another one that I use with trauma, it's kind of similar, but it's called bilateral tapping. And 
basically it's like also butterfly tapping. That's exactly the tapping that I do. I'll even do it. I used to teach my kids when they were little in school and, and I had one that had a lot of anxiety. I would say tap right on your leg, real soft on right, left, right, left, right, left. Yes. Right, left, right, left. And there are times that I've even done it. Like I will be out at an event and I will just start tapping (laughs) and nobody sees you. I think it's the most wonderful thing. I was taught that so many years ago by an energy practitioner and I just kept with me forever. Yeah. And I think, you know, I really feel the medicine of the future is energy medicine, right? I've been following Dr. Bruce Lipton, Dr. Joe Dispenza, right? And it was funny because I didn't even know about Dr. Joe Dispenza. And then my client said, Matea, but you are just like Dr. Joe Dispenza. I said, who is that? And then I checked him out. I was like, wow, but that's really true. I mean, of course, on a smaller scale, but you know, I think that's the future, right? And I'm not going to say the talk therapy doesn't have place because sometimes people, I think, don't even have anybody, you know, to listen to, or they didn't want to bother their friends what's going on with their life. But to me, I always tell my clients, right? It's not enough just to talk about things. We need to, first, we need to think differently. We need to change our beliefs. Therefore, we're going to change our emotions. And when we are able to change our emotions, then we are more energized and happier. Then we're going to go out more. We're going to meet interested people. Yeah. And, and also for the business, right? We were depressed and anxious. You know, it's a lot well, of things. If you're anxious, you can't even show up for your client. You can't right. even actually stop to say, who am I serving? What is my niche? What do I want to focus on? What are it, you just get discombobulated? Yes, yes. And that's why I think it's so important. Like I, I still see my therapist or my coach and my energy healer whenever I need to, because I believe that to be, you know, good therapist, good uh, hypnotist, I have different titles. I really need to do my own work. And yeah. I, I'm very curious and I'm always, you know, learning new techniques. Right now is the next one I will learn, Psych K. I was introduced to it two years ago, which is another technique to work with subconscious programming, right? So I really think that, you know, the holistic model is so much better. I mean, I get clients all the time who come to me and say, you know what? I don't want to be on medication anymore. It's really not helping me or, you know, things like that. And a lot of traditional therapies don't address the lifestyle. Right. Because there's some I'm sure you see this with your clients or or people you're coaching. Right. That, you know, sometimes just making changes in the lifestyle. Right. Obviously, you're going to be depressed. You're constantly watching TV and eating junk food. And then you're not going to be productive. Your business is not going to work because you are not the right frame of mind. You're not showing up for your clients or you're doing every I mean, this was kind of me. I was doing all these things right but I still was dealing with this debilitating anxiety. And it wasn't always as bad as it got when kind of the pandemic happened and this time of uncertainty just triggered all these old memories. It wasn't even just the pandemic and the uncertainty. It was everything that came with it. And I really, it was the first time in in a while that I put myself back in therapy. I'd always done holistic practices, but I put myself back in therapy for trauma specifically. I do something called RTM. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I think we you mentioned this to yeah. me one time. Yeah, it's been and really there's a lot. Yeah, you know, and I think there's not just one way. I yeah. think like Bess Wonderkolk in his book, Body Keeps the Score, right? He says, you know, one size does not fit all, but he does emphasize more mind, especially with somebody who has severe trauma, let's say from childhood, never resolved, right? So you can't just go in and start with that. I always give my clients, you know, first develop feeling of safety and give them the grounded yeah. skills. But there's a lot of other, you know, like neurofeedback or brain spotting. I haven't studied all of them, but I think that, you know, I never believe in dogmatic, never believe that only EMDR is the right thing. So I tell my clients, okay, this is what I can do. If it doesn't work, I have this person who does this and that. I think that's very important. And to piggyback on what you said, I think that, you know, what was going on the last two years, right? People who maybe didn't deal with their trauma and the trauma can be little trauma or big trauma, right? Yeah. The little trauma could be that somebody was bullied as a child and they, they repressed this because they didn't want to deal with it. But then let's say they get in a toxic workplace and that just triggers them, right? And then dealing with external, like severe anxiety, right? Because nobody ever expected something like this could happen. So I think that a lot of people who, you know, kind of were going through life kind of okay, kind of coping, but when all this additional trauma came in, and obviously anytime we are experiencing a new situation, we're gonna go into the fight flight response. Yeah. So definitely it's so important to figure out how can I rewire those beliefs and how can I detach emotional connection? I mean, we all, it doesn't mean we're gonna forget what happened, right. but we're not gonna have the emotional connection. So we're not gonna get triggered. Like to this day, I still get triggered by loud noises because right of the screaming and yelling that I, it's like in me, right? Mm -hmm. so even if my dog barks too loud I'm like getting like that and obviously I'm so much better <laughs> than I was okay. because I have all these tools well but and I think it's amazing to be able to know our triggers honor them and listen to our body and I think for a lot of us when there was trauma going on we kind of got detached from our body not in a healthy mm -hmm. way not in the right. way that we handle trauma and we move through it but in a way where it was like detached completely and not listening to our body and our body's cues. Right. Right. So what would you say for somebody that is, you know, dealing with a lot of stress in their life and has this interior anxiety that's always there? What would you say are some really good strategies that they could use in their life? Like I was saying before, right? To me, the main thing is, is a prevention as much as possible, right? so that you create those habits like like mm -hmm. we discussing like like you know stretching yoga or i'm not saying that everybody has to meditate but i think you know sometimes people tell me oh you know meditation doesn't work because i still having thoughts you're always gonna have thoughts right <laughs> you right. just want to learn the, the you you want you to learn how to quiet thoughts. them quiet yeah. them so they're not screaming at you strangling you right or, you know, that you learn how to guide your thoughts. I use this analogy, like the our mind is untrained, is like untrained dog, right? It's going to pull you everywhere. 
But if you learn how to use the resources from your subconscious mind and learn how to reframe these thoughts, but everything is about repetition. Like I also have this affirmation, I put them on my mirror. So I don't have an excuse, I don't have time to do this. Every day I brush my teeth or I take a shower. So there's no excuse, I don't have time to do this. And then I also think it's so important to express emotions in an appropriate yeah. way, right? Because if you keep repressing them, right? They don't go away. They're gonna keep there, staying there. And you keep repressing, you keep repressing, keep repressing. In the end, you may become suicidal, have to get hospitalized because what can also happen, you have anxiety, uh, then yeah. you're overwhelmed with everything in life and then you get depressed because you get discouraged and hopeless. I'm never gonna feel better. So that creates a vicious cycle. So I always say, you have a choice, right? It takes practice, but you have a choice how you're going to think about what's going on, right? Are you going to say, oh my God, this is horrible, right? And yes, we are experiencing some horrible things, but we, by just saying things differently and looking for things with a different perspective. I always try to say, what was positive? What was positive for me actually in pandemic? Because from 2016, I wanted just to have online practice. And since everything switched, I gave up my office in Boca and then I started working. It was a blessing for you. It was a blessing in disguise. Absolutely. Well, I feel like the pandemic also was a blessing because I think so many people were able to work in these different ways. And maybe, and similar to you, they wanted to start an online practice and people were a little resistant, but then they were open because that's how we're doing things now. Right, right. And so much more has changed. So there's always a silver line in everything. And, you know, I also wrote a book about my life because I really want to especially help, you know, women, young women who are going through this, to tell them, look, you don't have to stay in an abusive relationships right. or abusive, toxic jobs because you don't have to do this, right? You don't have to suffer. You don't have to suffer, right? Well, I just want to thank you for being here. This was such an amazing conversation. And I think I love, not I think, but I love your transparency and just sharing with such openness about your business, about your life. Do you have anything that you want to leave and say to the audience? Well, I would invite everybody, if this resonated with you today, right, to visit my website. You can schedule a free consultation. You can also go on my YouTube channel. When I'm very proud of myself, I started doing these videos because I, I really want to help. If, like you said before, what can somebody do if they don't have access to me? So there are free resources on my website. They could go to my, sign up for my newsletter or follow my YouTube channel. And my you know, like five minute videos, very key to the point, even teaching some techniques to elevate anxiety or anger, or whatever, in a few minutes. Oh, and I, love I think, that. yeah. But thank you so much for having me today. And I love working with like minded professionals because I think, you know, I always try to refer to health coaches or, you know, massage therapists, or I have functional medicine doctor also in Boca I work with. So I really believe that this is much better approach, right? Than just being one person in one corner and not collaborating. I agree. 
I agree. Guys, if you resonated, if this was something that has been helpful, I'm sure so many of us have been dealing with anxiety, especially when you're just starting your own business. This can cause so much anxiety and it can lead to so much disturbance in your life, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Make sure you go to her YouTube channel, check out some relief techniques and stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks so much, lady. (laughs) Bye, guys. Thank you. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.